I told you to cut, and you just kept going. I was like, come on, so we're not going to lose that. Good test run, boys. Good test run. Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen. Tonight's episode, episode 26, talking about toppers. Uh, with us tonight is the usual uh, gang, the roundtable crew. Um, we had a couple of technical difficulties in the first round because I've been drinking and Bud was barking. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a lot going on in pinball. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's jump right into it. Um, Rusty, you got a shout out before we get started? Hey, hey, Greg. Hey, shout out to Greg from Capital Corridor Pinball League. It was great to see you again at uh, Pinagogo because you've been on a hiatus from the league. And uh, it's always nice, man, just to play some pinball with you and hang out. So shout out to you. He's our number one fan. He is our number and one our fan. our only listener. Yeah, not our only listener, but we'll get to more shout outs later. So to Greg, salute. Uh, okay, so we're going to jump right into the topper talk. we got a whole bunch of games. Whole bunch of toppers coming out and some other cool uh, accoutrements, if you will, for the games. So we're gonna start with the MMR or Medieval Madness remake. And they've got a really cool topper and some other cool stuff too. So Dan, start us out. Alright. So Medieval Madness remake came out 2015, 2016, and they hadn't come up with the XL display and they hadn't come up with the really sharp toppers. And they hadn't come up with the GI LED yet, or the LED GI, the tricolor GI, color changing, right? So now we're doing it. We're going to have all three of those, and they're actually making those available to all of the existing Medieval Madness remake owners. So you can order the topper for $650. Yikes. Yeah, that is, that's serious. Uh, you can order the uh, display. If you don't have the color chip for the low, low price of only $1,000, <coughs> but if you do have the color chip, you don't have to order another color chip, so you get it for 600 or maybe 650 there. And then the RGB uh, GI is $250. So on the RGB GI, is that like a plug-in chip, or do you actually have to go in and physically change out all the boards? I'm sure you're probably going to have to go in and change out the boards, from what I know. Maybe... Maybe they can use the existing boards and the existing wiring and you just change change a chip or something. They haven't really said how that works from the standpoint of the technology. But the exciting thing is they decided, hey, we got all these enhancements coming up. Why don't we just go ahead and release a new version of Medieval Madness Remake? And so they're doing a Royal Edition, which can be yours for the low, low price of only $10,000. So it's a pretty good buy considering what all the upgrades cost separate. It also comes with the uh, with the new color of armor, like it's like diamond black. It's like a sparkly black, and, and it uh, comes with the powder coated coin door and black, uh, mirror, blades, black right? mirror blades. So if you are looking to buy a Medieval Madness remake and you got ten thousand dollars kicking around, might be the one to grab. Now, do you have the uh, the your remake? Is that the so I have a remake limited. Okay. And the only difference between your remake limited and your standard edition 
is that if you bought the limited, they cost the same price. They're both $8,000 if you bought them brand new. Uh, with the remake, you got your choice of armor, which was black, so, uh, black uh, stainless, or gold. And you got the shaker. <clears throat> excuse me. You got the shaker motor included. There's like a little LE plaque on the apron, and uh, the original idea was that your limited editions were supposed to have uh, more clear coat, and were supposed to have an upgraded cabinet. But they ended up just doing those on all the standard editions and the Attack from Mars and all that. That just ended up becoming their standard cabinet and clear coat. So there are some differences. But for all the people who are just like losing their mind because there's going to be a more limited limited edition, I'm sort of like, hey, look, they gave us a way that we can have all the new features. Right. And maybe even pay a couple hundred less dollars if you really did all the math. It breaks out about dead solid even. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, it's, I think that was a great direction. So yeah. people who bought it on the original remake, limited edition or even the standard, they're not getting shortchanged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I thought that maybe, like, originally we were talking about this a while back, and it was like, hey, do an upgrade kit. Do an upgrade kit with a topper and an XL display so that people who have a Medieval Madness remake and they have an Attack from Mars limited edition, they can have them sitting side by side, and the Medieval doesn't look like it's not as cool. Yeah. And uh, they kind of went above and beyond saying, hey, RGB LED uh, GI, you can have that too. So that's super, super cool. I'm uh, I'm planning, depending on, of course, whether I have any money at the time, to buy all the upgrades and bring my Medieval Madness up to full spec. But even if I don't buy any of the others, I definitely want that XL display because it is cool. It is pretty neat. It's pretty cool. The topper's are really beautiful, too. The and, topper's uh... neat. I, I don't like the fact that, like, when they bust it out of the topper scene, and you're going to see this a lot when we talk about toppers tonight, the attack topper has animation. Right. And lights and all that. Right. And the Monster Bash topper only has lights. And the Medieval topper only has lights. But they are, uh, you know, RGB and they do change depending on what you're doing in the game. I think the Medieval topper definitely has the coolest looking molding. Because it's got the king and he's got the falcon on his arm. And then it's got the trolls off to his side and a big castle backdrop which was apparently uh, drawn by Chris Franchi. So, you know, take that for what for what you will. But yeah, I think that that's absolutely a great, great looking topper. And for the people who have MMR and uh, have the other remakes and felt like it was uh, lagging, there you go. Any other thoughts, folks? It looks cool. Um, the coffin, the dollars cool. That's all, that's all highly subjective. Uh, it's a great looking topper. Um, I'll talk more about that later because I prefer the Black Knight one, but we'll talk about that later. That's coming up next. But oh no, the yeah. Black Knight one is awesome. Without question, that's probably yeah. the best. It is clearly better. But I am not an aftermarket topper guy at all. See, that I'm being not, said, a shit ton of my. Well, you know what's kind of weird if you think about it is these really aren't aftermarket toppers. You know, this isn't a tilt topper thing. Which, by the way, speaking of tilt topper, it is a shame that they don't make their medieval topper anymore because that thing was super cool and was only two hundred bucks. You know who else? If you're looking at aftermarket toppers, are Sparky. Sparky, Sparky's topper, his Ghostbusters topper is freaking kick ass. He makes cool toppers and they're super affordable. Yeah, super affordable and really, really good looking. 
Um, the Ghostbusters popper, Kevin has one on his Ghostbusters, and it is really cool. It's like, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, Gozer's Temple. It's backlit with color-changing LEDs. It looks really cool. And then silhouettes in the Ghostbusters. That's the same one that's on John Robeson's. Okay, he's got the popper. Yeah. popper so. No, he doesn't. No. John Robeson has the laser record. Oh, okay. okay. That was the same one that I had. All right. So we'll move on to, uh, but you know, so if you want to spend less money, still get a bitchin' topper, and you're into aftermarket toppers, Sparky. For sale, they're at measles mods, right? Yeah, it's measles mods, I believe, yeah. So, um, and so they drive the motorcycle. Why I got the door open because I had the key. Um, you know, this is what you get, folks, on our, our wonderful little show. It's free! It's free. Free entertainment. There's Bud. All right. Get out of the trap. Um, <laughs> God, I'm so buzzed tonight. I just, You're so buzzed. I'm so buzzed tonight. Yeah, no, I the beer. Uh, what topper's next, Spencer? The Black, the Black Knight Sword of Rage Knight Topper. BK3K. BK3K. If you haven't seen any of these toppers, go on YouTube and, and check talks. them out. And it talks. The head, it's what what it is, because this is you know internet radio. Um, it's it's a uh, three dimensional black knight head and upper torso, including the feather, and then behind it are uh, the two of the castle drawbridges that light up the same way that the drawbridge uh, entrance lights up on the actual <laughs> actual game. Thank you, Buzz, for barking at Grandma. Um, it's not a show without Bud. Not a show without nope. Bud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's really cool. It's interactive. So when the night talks and the talks, you, not the, the, the lights and the eyes light up and then the, the face mask and it, it's articulated. So it, it moves, the head moves forward and backward and the head turns and it moves side to side. And it's really freaking cool. What's the price on that? That five or six hundred? I believe that's five ninety nine. Okay, so six hundred bucks. So for uh, fifty well, bucks less than that MMR topper, you, you get, get a whole lot more. A you get a whole ton lot of more. animation. Yeah, and that's what's cool. It's not static. It's like not he's static. moving his head around. Yeah, it's, you know, up, up until I saw that, I I've really never been one for the toppers. It's like, yeah, they're cool, but they don't really do anything for me. And then I see that, and I'm like, mm, it's interactive. Right. Yeah, the new cool. ones are. The Black Knight one's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm not a topper guy. Like, I wouldn't buy one for my game. I'm right there with you, Brian. They came with the, like, Whirlwind. Whirlwind. Whitewater. Whitewater. They came with great. That's perfect. I'm not spending $600. But that Black Knight one is amazing, and I'm really going to make sure to push Dan to buy one for his Black Knight 2000. I think you should. If there was any way to get it to work with the game, Options. Who says I there's bet not? there's a way we could figure it out. We could hook up stuff up the flash and figure out what what kind of voltage drives it. Yeah, and I guarantee you we could figure something out. Because the shame, well, the Stern games have topper code. Like there's coding that runs yeah. the toppers right. if they have topper animation. But for a while, like the toppers that they made, like Ghostbusters and like Kiss, like you know, you could use them as like a stain, like a like a shelf display yeah. or something, and plug them in, and, and they would do something. Um, but this thing, I can't imagine it really doing anything super worthwhile away from the game. I'm going to throw out on the, any stern topper, if, if it's available and you're on the fence about it, don't wait because those seem to, uh, uh, they seem to go pretty quickly and they, they stop production. And then like you mentioned the kiss topper, um, 
you know, they stopped production on those, and now people are still wanting them. And oh, the Ghostbusters fun. topper is hot like fire. The Ghostbusters topper. People are paying upwards of a grand, I think, for those. People so, want those things really, really I bad. Star they Wars could trade an EM for that, that too. Yeah, you know, yeah. the thing about the top, the Star Wars toppers, it's almost like it never even came out. Like, they are so hard to find. That's what I understand. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, the Star Wars topper is still in whatever. We don't know what's going on. Limbo. Limbo, limbo. So, okay, so Black Knight Topper is really cool. On to the Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle Topper. If you guys haven't seen this, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. You guys did not do your homework. I, I saw a picture of it. I saw the video of it. It's really cool. It's um, It can actually work on a few other games, like it would, even though it's Strange Rob Side. Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. So what it is, it's a brain in a jar, and the brain has eyeballs, and it's also interactive. And it turns side to side. And it and has gauges. It has four gauges underneath it with dials. And it has needles that move back and forth and light up. And it works to the music and Alice's voice. And then you know the little like lightning power things? Yes, like I in, see it. Like yeah. in uh, Monster Bash next to Frankenstein. has something yeah, similar to those. And they, and they light up and change colors. So it's interactive. The brain like moves and stuff. Yeah, and the eyeballs move. When uh, Alice is talking, and then the gameplay has different lights and the gauges go crazy. It's really neat, and it's only two hundred ninety nine dollars. That's pretty heavy duty. That's I mean, a decent price, and it's interactive. Yeah, that they've been making it. So Spooky just keeps knocking them out of the park. I uh, thought it looked kind of cheesy. It is kind of, but it fits the game well. I think it'll look uh, good on Strange Science. The brain Science. looks like the finishing Strange monster. Science. It's Strange does. Science though, has the awesome new. It has the awesome new. Yeah, right. I still want that game. Like, yeah, I thought it looked kind of cheesy, but, you know, if it's only a couple few hundred dollars, like, maybe it's a little bit more tolerable. Like, when I saw it, I thought it was fan made. Like, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of clever. And then I was like, yeah. oh, that's official. And I'm not trying to, to shit on it because I'm a big fan of Alice Cooper. I think that that is a super cool game. Yeah. And, you know, let's keep in mind this is Spooky's first foray into this, right? They haven't made a topper before. Right. So, I mean, you know, give them till their third one and it'll right. probably be pretty good. It fits maybe, the game well. It fits the theme well. So, you know, I give them kudos for a good first effort, man. Yeah. It's for cheesy, sure. but it's, it's fun. Science fiction cheesy fun. Well, and if you're a topper fan... Yeah, you know, and yeah. and there are guys like we know two or three guys in our group who have to put something on top of their game, for better or for worse, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. I just put dust on mine. It works out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, generally I haven't put a lot on top of my games either. I think I have a soccer ball sitting on top of my World Cup soccer pretty much forever. But I think that like you know, if you want toppers, and and you need toppers, like these factory toppers are are super cool. They are. They you are. You know, but. You know, at six hundred bucks, six hundred fifty bucks, that's a heavy commitment. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's neat looking, but that's a lot of coin, man. That's half of an old used, you know. Okay. So, uh, topper. Um, okay, so we're gonna jump into Jersey Jack. Um, now there's two toppers I've seen out there, and I don't know if one's an official one or a fan made one. The the collector's edition has a topper. If you haven't seen it. It's got an Oompa Loompa, some and a candy, Wonka a Wonka yeah. bar. And it lights up and it's neat, but like... Again, it does nothing. But yeah, like, I mean, it's not terrible. And if it comes with the game, okay, cool, but it's not... Not paying for it. No. I wouldn't pay extra for it. But there's another one with Willy Wonka that's backlit. It's got like this candy swirl. It changes colors. That looks pretty cool, too. That's the one I'm not sure if that's the Ellie Topper or if it's a... 
if it's an aftermarket. I think the official one is just sort of like a laserific looking thing, and it kind of has Wonka off to the side. Well, like that's one it. of them, but the, but the, uh, the collector's edition one, because, you know, they released the collector's edition, and they showcased it at Expo. Um, but since we're on that, so we'll talk about that topper, but we'll move right into uh, other features of that game, which are really cool. Yeah, you get all the armor and the glitter and stuff, and that's all really cool. And in person, I haven't seen it yet. So in person, I'll bet it's really beautiful. Uh, but what else did you get is you get autographs of three of the, the stars in the movie. Um, so the kid that played Charlie, well, he's not a kid anymore. He's in his 60s. Um, the guy that played uh, Mike TV and the girl that played Baruch Salt, and she is Julie Don Coles, or actress's name. She is doing custom voice call-outs for Wonka, including they some of the ones that they had the guy doing, they switched over to her. And she still sounds, she, she can make herself sound like she did when she was a kid pretty good. Um, and it's what, it, what I've seen and heard of it, it's pretty cool. And they autographed the game as well as Jack and, and John Yossi and uh, Pat Lawler. So you get, you know, that, some other cool stuff. But I think the custom call-outs are really cool. Which leads us into the next part of the topic of Jersey Jack while we're here is uh, if you guys have not heard or read up on it, um, starting with their next game. Guns N' Roses. Well, supposed to still be Guns N' Roses, so we'll say, yeah, it's Guns N' Roses. They, they got two new cool features coming out. Wi-Fi, interactivity, interconnectivity for wireless headphones. So every Jack game coming out now, so if you go to a show or to a barcade or wherever, and you want to play, you just bring your, your wireless headphones with you, and you can connect right there and really hear everything. That's a good idea. That's a fantastic idea. What a great. I wish Stern would do something like that. I think that's probably coming for him down the road. So, and since Jack did it, I, th I think all the companies will get on board with that pretty quick. Because right. you know you can't hear, especially the show. Like at, at, at Golden State this last year, when they had the Black Knight, they had the headphones there with the headphone jack. So you could totally hear all the sounds of the game. That was fantastic. Oh, that was awesome. So now to have that wireless feature, like, wow, that's really Nothing cool. Nothing is better to hear Steve Ritchie scream in your ear. <laughs> the other cool innovation is, uh, with all games moving forward from Jersey Jack, uh, there'll be, um, uh, well, I'm sorry, it's not Wi-Fi, uh, it's Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Bluetooth that's going to be running right. the headsets. It's Wi-Fi connectivity that's going to give the game automatic updates. So when a code update is released, if your game's powered up, it's going to upload it immediately. That's not a bad idea at all. That's I would a, love that. Well, think about we were talking before we went on air, um, just a few blocks away. Uh, Jersey Jack codes are kind of a little bit of a process to update, too. Well, they can be, and no more memory sticks and all that. But you were just talking about the Deadpool near the house here, near the uh, kitchen table studios. Talking about going over and playing. I Russ and I haven't been over to play it Louis. in a while. At Louis. Um, and I'm betting it's probably it's still probably going to be. I'm going to go after the show tonight, and I bet it's probably going to still be hungry for a code update. Yeah, it's probably still going to be original first, you know, because they got which that is game. boring. Yeah, that game's been there for what a year, so almost still, a year, and it's still running. First came out, yeah. yeah, it's still running original code. I can't probably. wait to see what the playfield looks like. But you know, and so that's the thing with these automatic code updates, man. I mean, that's that's a game changer, and that's a step in the right direction. That's using internet and pinball and, and technology. Smartly. Think, yeah. yeah, in a really smart way. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Anybody got any, any more thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's really awesome. 
like I said, I wish Stern will do that. Like you said, they'll probably do that on their later pin runs. Uh, it saves the time and hassle of an operator to have to update the code uh, with a USB stick. Well, that's if the game is in a location where it can connect to Wi-Fi. True. Yeah. I hope there's some good security built in. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, that's exactly where I went. Tin, right. hat, tin hat theory time here is that, okay... If it can talk to the internet, the internet can talk to it. And yeah, and there's, there's, been, there's been many times um, it happened when I used to work for Best Buy. It happened a lot before people started locking down the televisions. They've seen videos happening at restaurants where they use TVs and like built-in wireless to turn up the menus. You're leaving those systems to put up whatever you want, and I mean whatever you want. Right. So there's gonna have to be some sort of security built into it where yeah, maybe it's connected to Wi-Fi. And it's like your home at Nest where you can get into it and allow the update to happen or something like that. Um, you know, well, it's registration got, there's got to be some sort of security built into yeah. it where it's not some open open Wi-Fi network or anybody. You need a firewall for sure. Yeah. Well, and but the especially other... if if you take it to the tin tinfoil hat level and you've got a Jersey Jack game that takes your damn picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're putting you on the internet. <laughs> I'm on the grid now. Well, the other thing to look at is this. Look, kids, it's going to be two girls at a cup multiball. <laughs> oh. The other thing to look at is I this. Mean... How many people How many people in the home environment now run custom code? Yeah. You know, they, they run, you know, a Ghostbusters that someone's fixed the soundtrack or a Guardian's. You know, with with the with the fixed soundtrack, and while I hear that Stern is trying to make uh, custom audio, whether it's soundtrack or not, they're trying to make custom audio a feature. It's just one of those things where it's like if you have your game working the way that you want because you updated it, you know, you would have to disable automatic updates because you don't want that crap to go in and screw up. You know, Everything what you've gone done. through and set up. Yeah. You know, our our friend Henry, who who hosts League for us because he's the man. Uh, he uh, won't update his Ghostbusters yeah, because really right now it's got everything that he wants to have on it. There you, you know, and, and so if there was Wi-Fi updating, you know, of course he'd want to use it, but you could. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's a great idea. I think leaderboards should be done as well. You know, if you're going to hook to Wi-Fi, have online leaderboards. And yes, I know people can cheat and play the game with the glass off, but they shouldn't if they're not fucking pussies. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is... Uh, you know, this is technology catching up with pinball. It's the technology. It's the technology, Alex. It's the technology. It's Obadiah Stain says an iron man. Exactly. Still, I love technology. Always and forever. And that's a moon. I don't know. Industry, science, and technology. Men pushing buttons. Big Ben putting screwdrivers into things, turning them, and adjusting them. Build your own interocitor. State of the art and soft serve technology, and it really, really works. We've all seen Mr. Science and Universe 3000 numerous times. All right, we're, we're going to get up to the Pinagogo review. Pinagogo, where the wind um, goes sweeping across the plane. Dan and I didn't get there on Friday because we helped our friend Bob Cotter move a death clip right. out of Mike Ridgeway's house. But we went Saturday and Sunday, and Saturday was surprisingly low key. Sunday was busier, it felt like. Really? Yeah. But yeah. Did you guys not make it? We didn't make it Sunday. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, you did. You were there. We played a lot of pinball. Saturday was great. Yeah, it was. It, 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 
was very much old school Pinagogo, and I'm talking like, you know, 15, 14 years ago, before a lot of people here got into the hobby. Uh, it was very low-key. It was really mellow. There was a ton of great games there to play. You know, there wasn't many deals to be had. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think Dan and I agreed on this. The deal we saw at the show was the uh, Roadshow for 3300 which is expensive for a Roadshow, but it was clean. It worked right and included a color D&D. That was, yeah. That was a great plan. Scary, scary, yeah, uh, scary custom, scary custom shooter rods. No, it wasn't the one from Galt. Um, they had a Wonka there. That's the first time I got a lot of time on a Wonka. It's fun. It's a great game. They had a transporter. They had a Joust. Uh, Oktoberfest was there. You know, they had a bunch of great games that, for the most part, parts, excuse me, played really well. And I, you didn't have to wait in too long of lines to play anything. E even Oktoberfest and uh, Wonka, the lines were <laughs> you waited five minutes at yeah. most. It was yeah. absolutely great. I had a great time. Uh, Sunday we hung out with Practical Steve a lot. And it was just, excuse me, it was just fun. And we hung out with Henry, too. That's right. It was just, it was a good time. It felt old school Pinagogo. Um and I know that's what Don Hiley wants, the very much laid back, low key yeah. effect. And and I'm shout sure. out and, and hats off and a big uh salute to uh the organizers, Don Hiley and whoever else is involved in that, I'm not sure. They did a fantastic job and it definitely has got that old school, old go go feel. And they're doing it they're doing it right, man. You know? On my subliminal side, stay away, it sucks. You don't wanna go. That way it stays all crowded. Right there, yeah. Uh, we had a great time Saturday. We didn't we didn't make it Sunday. We had other plans already um, with the Bannisters. So, um, but we made it Saturday. I missed last year because last year it was the same weekend as the kids, uh, the boys' pro life camporee, which this year got was the week the next following weekend, which was a blast. Um, and I love doing that, so I'm glad I got to do both. And no, they didn't hike in any kind of volunteer. No, but we had losers. Outhouse, we had outhouse races. That was fun, <laughs> um, um, and a lot of other other cool, you know, tomahawk throwing and cool stuff like What'd that. What do you think, Dan? It was a good show. Um, he enjoyed the tomahawk throwing. Uh, the tomahawk <laughs> throwing is great. I literally cannot believe that they let us do that inside of the show. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about about Pinagogo. Uh, how it used to be and what it turned into and then it sort of evolved into Golden State and then it, you know, had a new uh, resuscitation as, as the Pinnacle that it is now is that, yeah, it's so much different than the big production that that Golden State is and the sound and the fury. It's just a room full of pinball, your buddies, and, you know, there's a snack bar. And I mean, there were... The vendors were there. There were some. There were oh, some yeah. good deals to be had. Uh, Rick rolled out a lot of stuff. Rick rolled out a lot of junk, you know. And there were some just good old fashioned deals. I mean, don't get me wrong; they weren't all great deals, but it was really cool. And uh, it was really, really cool to uh, kind of have that back and uh, to see that it's actually uh, advancing from what they did last year, where last year was very basic. This year was a little bit less basic. Um, they just really, if, if I had one huge just uh, word of advice to the Pinagogo organizers is they just need to put in some place that when you're not doing the whole show thing, you could go out and sit that's not bricks and a planter or like, you know, two benches in the sun. 
Like they have that big tree. Like you need to get some picnic tables in there or something. You know, someplace to hang out when you're couple, uh, couple when you're kind of showed out. Picnic tables, yeah. You know, like it'd just be cool, man. But yeah, for for the most part, uh, I can't say anything bad. Security was on the ball. They caught us drinking again, like in five minutes. <laughs> you weren't there again. Yeah, we had, we had to walk all the way out to the. It's yeah, really great. It was rough. It was terrible. It, it, it's really great though that we have two shows in Northern California, one in spring and one in fall. Yeah, it's like really that. good. Yeah. Well, and then you know the nice thing is is that Pinagogo and Golden State both feel to me respectfully like the seasons are. You're coming out of wintertime. Uh, you're waking up again. You're ready to go do something that's loud and exciting. You know, go out camping, whatever. And you have Golden State for that, which is definitely loud and brash and awesome. And you have fall, where you're starting to slow down a bit. The weather's cooling down. And you have Golden State, which is, or excuse me, Pinagogo, which Two is Golden much more low-key. It yeah. feels more low-key. Like, it's all right. It's more of a, a fallish feeling thing. Roll the go-go. You know, the, the weather, what can you say? It's better to have it in October when it's not 110 degrees out of water. That was nice. It was just you know, a beautiful day. Although it rained last Golden State. It did. It Those did. were golden showers. Since it's in California, wasn't that Golden State showers? Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. by the government. It, it was, yeah. It was yeah. yeah. It's raining gold. How was I, it? I had a blast at Pinnacogo this year. Uh, you know, played some great games. Had a lot of fun. Played a lot of pinball. You know, I didn't volunteer. I didn't bring any games. I just showed up. It was nice to just show up and just hang out with the bros and play pinball and see some of the old gang. It was like old home week. Well, dude, I'm sorry to interrupt, but let's talk about the price. I was 20 just, bucks for the weekend? I was bucks. just thinking yeah. that. I was like, 20 bucks, dude, for the whole weekend? That's, that's awesome. That's crazy good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's affordable for the family still. But, I mean, it's not that Golden State is that bad. Wasn't it 40 bucks? I think so, yeah. And you get three times. It's you, 50 for the whole weekend, I believe. 20 Fridays, 20 Sunday, 30 Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. Not 30 Saturdays. 20, 30, 20. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, it's, 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 it's three times the show. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's worth, it's worth double the money, but, you know, no one's trying to say that Golden State's overpriced, but is a hell of a deal yeah, yeah, for yeah. the amount of good time that you get. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, there's great games there. There was rare games there. You know, uh, Mark brought his Tron LE. Uh, yeah. Mark Freebig? Mark, uh, Mark, Mark sorry. Mark, okay, yeah. Mark, Mark brought his Tron Mark LE Bershin. there. There's a Transport. Uh, Don brought Steve Sharon's Spirit. Yes. Um, there's just a bunch of good rare stuff you go see all the time. Right. And it was fun to play. and A lot of people were enjoying that Spirit. Uh, I played the snot out of it. It's it great. good to see it there. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Three, uh, I, I, I profiled three games in my notes, and I didn't profile Spirit because, I mean, that that goes without saying, man. Not only is it Spirit, but it's, uh, it's our, our, spirit. our dear friend Steve Charlotte's Spirit. Yeah. Um, three games I profiled was Class of 1812. That's a fun one. Which oh. is such a fun game. You what a, never see what a stupid game. I love it that game. It is so stupid. But I, it the is, chicken mouth is probably the best so thing good. ever. But it's so good. When you get multi-ball and it plays the 1812 overture with the chicken, I, I love that and the chattering teeth and, and the heartbeat. Oh god, that game is you know, so fun! It's it's really fun. It's like I said, it's it's stupid, but it's just insanely. You know, sorry to interrupt again, but like any questions. any game that yeah, AC, interrupting is what we do here. Any game that the ACNC top would fit on, that's it. 
Yeah, there yeah. you go. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> fit perfect on that. So if you want to put a three hundred dollar topper and, on your five hundred dollar game, Rusty and I first played joust at the last Golden State. We had a good time. It seemed the whole day Saturday it never went down. It was playing. It was always people on it. There wasn't really a line, but there was always people on it. That joust game is. I, don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. Excuse me, but it's it's a kick in the pants. I'm trying to yeah. score points. You know, yeah. the next time that you go to Reno. If you see Mike Huntsman, have him tell you how to play joust. That dude is the joust master. Yeah, Mike Huntsman is like the like the guru of cocktail table pinball. Dude, he knows he knows some obscure shit. Yeah, he does. And he will walk you through like like rule sets from the eighties that are unfathomably complex and you're like wait this game is from 1983 and he's like you got to do this and if you do this when this is like this and it lights this then you can do I this and this, 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 this. Yeah. oh yeah and like okay. i said crazy deep crazy deep mm-hmm. rule sets from old games like he played joust uh i played joust with him and of course it was just a monumental ass kicking but like he was like you know he told me this is what you want to shoot for this is what you want to hit when you do this then you do this and then you can put some pain on because the idea is to figure out how to attack your opponent and score points. Yeah, it's super cool game. It is. It is. Drops, a lot of fun. Well, that was a surprisingly nice job. It was in very good shape. Uh, yes, it played uh, beautifully. To the point that I grabbed a bunch of pictures, so when I get my hands on Todd's to fix his, I can got some ideas on what I need to do to make his play look that nice. There you go. Another game that I really love playing, Shutter had it in his uh, arcade for a bit and then moved it on. Like the pole dancing tier? Uh, no. Uh, God, I missed Nugent? That no, and I love, I wanted Nugent, but I just don't want to pay what he wants for it, even though it's worth it. Because, um, you know, I'm a huge Nugent fan. Oh, 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 I know this one. It's Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand that Prix. game, the spinner rips on that game, I mean. The spinner is lit. I'm telling you, the spinner rips on that game make it harder than Chinese arithmetic. I'm but telling you, man. It it does have the, the ultimate I spinner rip. Yeah. It's so, like the, it's like the bigger version of Snow Derby. I have to think about Snow Derby and think if I've ever played it. No, Grand Prix is a fantastic Williams EM. And if you haven't played one and you get the opportunity, if you like if, if you like ripping spinners, man, that's the game. And the way the bonus structure set up, it's just a kick-ass fun EM. And, I, and it played good. I, I mean, there was a lot of other games that were fun that we played. And we'll get into that because we're talking about Wonka. Um, but if you ever get a chance, check that out. Check that. Those were three of the highlight games there for me. Rusty? I had a good time. Um, it, like I said, old home week. I really enjoyed seeing everybody. Um, yeah, the the what is it called? Battle eighteen twelve. Class of eighteen twelve. Okay, yeah, that one. That one was a kick in the pants. I when I did actually get multi ball, I could faintly hear the chicken. On that note, you because it was as um, low key as it was. There were opportunities to actually hear the game when you were playing. Them. It really depended on what game and where it was. What location. game, where it was, and yeah. of course, how many people were, were there. You still but... couldn't hear Beatles. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't play Beatles. I, we played the we played Deadpool right next door, and of course, Deadpool Premium. Love Deadpool with the topper. With the topper, lots of thumbs down from Mr. Cool. So, uh, okay, Rusty put up like $28 million on her first ball. I'm standing there like the special kid that sells fireworks. You know? So you're on fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. fire. I, I put up almost $350 million on the game total, and I didn't even get on the board. 
So Derek yeah, I know people have figured out how to just devastate that game for that game millions awesome. of points. Love that game. Uh, That's my husband about it. I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. You still don't like Deadpool that much. Huh? It's fine. You like monsters better than Deadpool, don't you? I haven't played monsters enough to make that uh, to make that judgment, but like I kind of think I do. Monsters is all right. It's not a bad game. I wouldn't argue it, but I just love Deadpool. So I played a decent amount of monsters at the show. And... All right. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's the steaming pile of horse crap that everyone says it is. I don't okay, think now, now you know just because I say these things doesn't mean you should be repeating them. No, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> like, in general, like the hate for monsters is pretty strong, and that game shit's yeah. beautiful. And I don't I don't think it's the biggest. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. But okay, I mean, it's when not jive time. It, but then they again, thought it was hate, yeah, but when exactly. they started to play it, it ain't no jive time. It ain't no jive time. It's it's got a simpler rule set. Perfect for location play, just like the Adams family. Everybody knows it, and it's a fun game. And it's a great shooter. But it goes back to what we've talked about before: of people see the monsters and they think Adams family. I think that was more pre-release. Like honestly enough, I think that when the game was coming out, everybody was like, "It's going to be the next Adams family," and then it came out, and it was what it was. And you know, I kind of agree with 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 what Brian was saying. Like, monsters is fun. Like, it's a cool game. I like uh, it. I don't love it, but I like it. I'm I not knocking it. I'm just saying a yeah. lot of people, their first thought is, you know, Adam's family. No, Even I mean, though I, it's not. And I think that had they had they taken Monsters, which I know was something that uh, apparently uh, John Borg really, really wanted to do. Had they stuck Monsters with a better theme, I think that that game would get a lot more love. Even though it is one of, like, the John Borg, you know, this is... This is John Borg's default layout, you know, so it, it's got well, that Metallica. It's got that Metallica feel. It's got that. Right. Uh, but, you know, we've talked about monsters before. It's just great one of those. Game. It's yeah. Fun. Shoots. Shoots. Great. Theme yeah. sucks. LA, Theme integration isn't the best. There. Yeah, there is an LA there are a ton of premiums and LEs in. Yeah. There is. Not a lot of pros, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was what? There was Aerosmith LE. Yeah. Uh, premium. No, it was an LE. I thought it was a premium. Nah, I don't know how they brought the LE. If I remember right, it was an LE. Uh, I think it was a premium. Right? I thought yeah. it was an LE too. I think, uh, I think it was. Okay, you know everybody's here. It doesn't matter. I think yeah. it was an Aerosmith <laughs> that had an upper play field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have another pass out until like shit yeah. in the morning. There it is. Like I said, it was a good show. There was lots of good just stuff to play. Yeah. You know, if you guys if you didn't get to get there, I feel sorry for you, but. Try to make it next year. You know what game I played a lot of? World Challenge Soccer. I've I never me. got a game on that I meant to. Man, you know what game actually really kind of sucks? World, World Challenge, Challenge Soccer. Soccer. No, no, man. Shack Attack. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> World Challenge Soccer was actually kind of fun, but, you know. We, we did get some time in on Lauren oh. 2-2. That was the first time I played a T2 in quite a long time. And that's just a fun easy to understand and follow game. Yeah. You know, I understand why it grabs the money that it gets. Um, in a small collection, I guess it's being eh, kind of boring, but it's it's a fun game. And I, it's first, like I said, it's the first time I played in a long time. I just simply enjoyed it. And I've been enjoying playing much, so this game was just nice to remember. What, uh, G2 is a solid shooter, man. I it's a solid shooting shoots. game. It's, mm-hmm. It shoots great. It plays great. The rules, if you can't understand the rules, maybe you shouldn't be breathing. But it's... It's Maybe fun. you aren't breathing. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we breathing played. is overrated. Who does that anymore? Uh, we played a lot, and 
like Dan alluded to, Rick brought a bunch of stuff. There is some junk there, but there's some really cool stuff too. There is a brand new in the crate, uh, space station populated playfield. Oh wow! Brand new in the crate, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein playfield. Wow! There is a bunch of NOS, you know, second, third run playfields he brought. Um, translites, blue, real blueprints, miscellaneous parts. What else? There's the translites. Just a bunch of stuff. So you talking about Rick from Point Ontario Pinball? Yeah, that was on the far side where all those playfields were leaned up. Okay. Um, I glanced over there a little bit, but then I see somebody I, I knew was, you know, prices, get, get, giving a hug. and you know. Their prices weren't great. Like, if you were looking open to find a smoking deal there, you probably weren't going to find it. Yeah, but but to, to find a, po a fully populated, new in the crate, space station playfield. He wanted $1,200. But I even think though that's it's, a fair price. Well, it needed work. Really? Uh, yeah, there is some loose inserts in there. And, like, it's, it's new old stock, but that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Right. Um, there are some loose inserts there you can see. Um, just I remember looking at it. I was like, oh, this is great. And you look at it, I was like, oh, that, that's, that insert's loose. It needs some work. But it was just, it was cool to see the stuff. You know, I, I actually bought two uh, of the Williams Chrome Shooter Plate housings. Oh, cool. Because I was like, oh, I wonder how much they want for these. And, uh, you know, I checked and just, it was dirt. And the guy said, $10. So I grabbed them and I threw them in the ultrasonic cleaner and pummeled them. They cleaned up great. Nice. You know, there, there was some nice stuff. And, of course, Wonka and Oktoberfest. Got a lot more time on Oktoberfest and Wonka. Oktoberfest. Man, I want that game. I, there, there are people out there still bitching about the artwork and the display. Don't care. It's loaded to the gills with cool shots and cool toys and gizmos and gimmicks and stuff. Lots the, of stuff to do. Lots of stuff to do. They keep updating the code. The modes are a blast. That game is. Anybody, you know, if if you're bad, you know, if you're, you know, look, play the game. Shut your cake hole until you play the game. Just play the game. It's, I want to know who who did the art for that game. I don't know. Don't because care. Because it's like play the art. The back loss does suck. It's not the terrible. play field's okay. Dude, it's got a chicken over but the knee sock. Have you seen? Have you okay. seen the slingshots? They're they're gorgeous. Yeah. Like the girls on the slingshots are so cute, and whoever drew them like did such a great job. And I'm like, why didn't the whole game look like this? They took off the monkey. <laughs> exactly. Damn right, they took off the monkey, and that's the problem. Put the monkey back. Yeah. Somebody I, did. Somebody put. I saw a picture. I think on Pinside. It could have been Facebook. Somebody put the little monkey toy in uh, one of the uh, uh, in one of the bumper cars once you pop the bumper. I was like, that's brilliant. Start a petition. Bring back Ash the monkey. Cat, bring back the monkey. Bring back the monkey. <laughs> Touch him. Love him. That game is freaking fun. I don't care who you are. It's, it's, I want one so bad because I want to have a night like this. We're sitting around eating taquitos and pizza. Pizza, uh, courtesy of Alex. Thank you, Alex. And pizza. Uh, uh, Straw hat. Straw Hat Pizza just around the corner, which has a how's the Lord of the Rings over there? Is it just eat shit or what? Yeah, it was turned off when I got there, so you know right. that, that goes to tell you. Let's, how, let's they, go save it. They, right when they still had the South Park, there'd be kids in there, like little kids, you know, like seven, eight, nine years old, pumping quarters in that thing, just having the time of their life because they kill Kenny or get Mister Hanky to pop out of oh the my toilet. God. And half the GI <laughs> was out, and they didn't care because it played good. It just half the GI was it was dark. But it, it's it, nerdy it, too. It, it was the unimportant half. The kids were having a blast playing that. We played a few games on it one night. Yeah, I hope you had to call out some family friendly. 
No doubt, right? Because the one at coin op is on adult mode, and that actually makes it really fun. I had a really fun game. Kendra and I had a really fun game on that one day. You know, that's because at coin op, there ain't no kids allowed in there. There ain't no that's kids right. allowed in there because it's awesome. I'm, oh, while we're at it, a side note, a very happy birthday to uh, Joe Abate or Abate. I still don't know. Abate, Abate. Anyway, happy 40-something. 47? 47th, yes. 47th birthday. Happy birthday, brother. We love you. I know. I got to reach out. I reached out to him. I sent an episode with uh, overview of topics. He's like, let's do it. And then I know he's been really busy with Temecula, so i just been kind of leaving him alone. He just opened up yesterday on Halloween. Exactly. So i just kind of been leaving him alone. Hell of a day reach out to him again. Yes. And we're going to get it going. But happy birthday, brother. And, uh, you know, happy birthday. I hope you and Roxanne are having just a great day. Uh, did you guys play some more uh, 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 Oktoberfest? Uh, yes. Um, I played it a, quite a bit at Lawrence, and yeah. I got a couple games in it at Pindagogo. I like it. Oh, I, I like it a lot. It's a fun game. Um, I love the modes. The modes are quirky and fun. I like quirky, goofy, fun games. It was cool, that. man. That is a really good game. I know that, you know, the trendy thing is to hate shit, but man, I just don't see how anyone who says that they like pinball could really just step up to that game and play it and just have that negative of, of an opinion of it. I don't get it myself. I'm stupid. You know. Nope. Didn't say that. I'm sorry. They're wrong. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's For, just you know, it's 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 a cool game. Old, one you of my know, old supervisors so years and years ago. God rest his soul. Uh, he unfortunately passed on. But he used to say, "There's three things you know if you're married. The only three words you need to know: I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and I'm stupid." And I'm like, "All right, I'll remember that." And uh, he died. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're all Octoberfest is just such a kick-ass game. So give it a chance, man. If you haven't played it, if you only play one or two games. Play about twenty more. You'll have a good time, I promise. And just ignore the art. It's just, it's just pinball, man. Uh, on to Wonka. Played a bunch more Wonka. Played Wonka with Greg. Hung out with Greg and hung out in the line and waited and played Wonka. Had a blast. That game gets better all the time. I want one of those too. That game is a lot of fun. My only gripe is just you. It's hard to see the feed to the upper right flipper. Yeah. Because you got the ramp right there. Otherwise, I think that's a really fun game. Another the game shoots like butter. Yeah. Um, Pat Lawler, how can you go wrong? I played quite a few games on it. I was playing with um, Shannon, her husband Gerald, and Sarah. We played like two or three games on it because there's nobody else in line. It's late at night at the show. Just fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I couldn't hear the sound, which kind of stunk. Yeah. But the shots are great. Uh Willy Wonka, I liked the movie as a kid. It's it's fine. I don't I don't hate it. I don't you know, it's like I'm in love with it and I need it. It's fun. It's a good game. Uh for me personally, I'd probably say it's the second best Jersey Jack, right behind Pirates. Yeah. But my opinions are also not always agreed upon, so that's fine. Pirates yeah, are they we, not like, agree we, with we, your we talked about this. A I don't lot. think there's much of anybody who's gonna say that there's a better Jersey Jack game than Pirates. Oh, without question. Pirates is a pretty Freaking kick-ass phenomenal game. Uh, it was really designed well. Yeah, man. Even even with a few changes that were made to it, you know, to get into production with this. Getting rid of two of the things. Yeah, spinning discs and all that. Yeah. But now you can get the mod where the treasure chest opens back up and fix that. Which is so cool. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah, installed that. 
Yeah, oh, I helped Jeff install it. You helped Jeff That turned it. out really, really Which good. Which is really funny that Jeff has the rarest uh, edition, the lowest production number game, which is the standard. And then you can get all the mods, including the Starry Night mod or whatever. And uh, it's Halloween candy time! Woo! Woo-hoo! With, what are those suckers? Oh, we have Lemonhead Suckers. They must be suckers. Bong! Okay. Um, have we covered Pitagogo pretty thoroughly? I think yeah. So Pitagogo, it's the uh, what? The second weekend in Third October. Third week. Third weekend in October. After Lauren's October Fest party, uh, which I missed yet again this year because I had so much else going on, and I'm, I'm gonna get there eventually. It was second week. Um. So look, first look, week was just, Lauren's party. Right, right. Second, second week, week correct. Never Anyways, mind. if Is you're it, in Northern California, Pitagogo, Pitagogo California, you gotta go. October. Look it up if on you're in Northern Europe. California and the you Golden State Google. Pinball Festival's on, you gotta go. There like, go. you just can't not go. If you're in Northern California and Lauren's having a pinball party, you gotta go. You gotta go. Just okay. go to these things. Just do not not party. show up. I mean, uh, I you're missing out. Just do it. Just do it. So, just get to the pinball. Okay. Do it. I'm, I'm, not really, I'm not gonna really talk about Expo because I've never been and every other show. Which Let's talk about life. Expo. With, all, with about. all of our first-hand experience. I'm gonna talk about Haggis Pinball and their game that they showcase. The Celts. The Celts. Um, I'm glad I could help you out with that. I love the theme. Thank you. You look like you lost it. I, I'm debating on whether or not to have another beer, because if I do, I'll probably pass so, out. So, the Celts looks like Oktoberfest, but with caber toss. Yeah. I love the like theme. Like, in terms of, of the theme, right? It's all, except for it's got the Clan Wars mode. Yeah. Which sounds pretty, pretty so, damn cool. So, the basic premise of the game is you're like at a, at a Celtic festival or Scottish Highland Games. And you pick the different games, like the, the uh, you know... Caber toss and the shop put and beer drinking and whatever else. Um, it looks really cool. I, it's got it's it's a single level playfield. There are no ramps. It's got no drop targets, but got a lot of stand up targets. It's a spinner. It's got two kick out holes. They keep saying the UKs or bucks. It's not bucks. It's, it doesn't lift the playfield way up off. It doesn't lift the ball way off off the playfield. It just kicks out a little bit. People just like saying buck. Dude. I know they do. Fuck you. Buck you. I just yeah. don't give a fuck. <laughs> a buck. So. Buck. 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 It looks cool. The artwork. It looks like it's got a cool looking rule set. It looks neat. The artwork I do enjoy. Okay. But here's my question. If they get it. And they don't What's have, your question, Spencer? Well, here's my thought. They don't even have What's your thought, Spencer? They're, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to manufacture. They started their prize point. It's going to be. Right around five thousand fifty two hundred isn't gonna sell because uh you know we just had uh Suncoast pinballs Cosmic Carnival that wins. turned out to be a flunk. Well it, it yeah, I mean they were they went they had to ch- file chapter thirteen that had dirty Donnie art. Well, okay. They didn't have to chapter they didn't have to file chapter thirteen because of the pinball. Chapter thirteen and chapter eleven Suncoast Arcade 13. is is an existing company that decided to make a pinball machine and then they filed Chapter 11 because chapter of 11, the other business. Not to say that it looks like Cosmic uh, Carnival's been a success, because it doesn't sound like they've sold a lot. Right. But it sounds like maybe they were on questionable financial ground to start with. Right. 
and therefore they won't be probably making any more of the game, which is yeah. a shame. So but it, it almost sounds like try. Hogs of Carnival was their Hail Mary, and it pretty much well, went. It just maybe was the stuff's making money. They, they, they do retro arcade like multiple. Right, I think the arcades what what put them. The arcade wasn't. I mean, honestly, an arcade's not going to do well. You know, I think that like it was a great looking game because how are you going to go around with Dirty Donnie? Yeah. But apparently, it didn't play with the shit, and it had some like the people who bought them, like you know, it had some serious, serious built in the garage problems. Right, right. So this Celts game looks really cool. I think five thousand dollars is about throw a monkey in the wrench. It's about the right price. I'm going to yep. throw a monkey in the wrench on it. I don't think that that makes any sense at all. How do you throw a monkey in a wrench? Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to... You just got to throw the monkey. I'm just going to pee on it. Look, I like everything about it. I couldn't confirm. Except it's got uh, inset LCD in the play field. And you know my opinion on this. Anytime you put an LCD in the play field, you're phoning it the fuck in. You run out of good ideas or you're just being lazy. Fact. Objection! Okay. Alien. Has an LCD in the play it field. It has two fucking LCDs awesome. inside the game. No, 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 no. The back box one was an option. No, that's three. The play field one is standard. Yeah, it has the little upper one, too. Okay, the little upper one. Now, the if you remember, <coughs> in the original prototype of Aliens, I'm so glad you brought that up, Dan. Thank you, buddy. In the original prototype, that little LCD screen in the upper left play field wasn't there. It was a little room. And then when the room turned around, it, it was, a, it was a, a mechanical toy. So it was a little room like the medical room, like the medical lab. Right. And then it would turn around when you hit the certain buttons or switches or features. And it was like a queen alien or something like that. that I still want cool. that game. Huh? I still want that game. I still want that game. You want the LCD? But it's like that in, in, in Wonka, the LCD fits really well. And in Star Wars, all agree, the LCD fits really well. And in WWE, uh, Royal Rumble, not Royal Rumble, that's WWF. WWE, uh, whatever. Ellie. Yeah, Ellie. The Jumbotron. It fits we the theme. Wheelie. But gosh, bless it, man. I mean, I want more mechanical toys. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you can put a cell phone in there. Okay, there's a screen. Woo! Come on, man. Let's be more creative. Right, but here's the thing. They're making this happen for 5K. Right? I don't think it's going to do well. Well, I don't think it'll do well either. It's not by Stern or Dirty Jack or something. But that's kind of the price. We I, were, I hope they do well. God bless them for trying. We were talking about Beatles, right? Yeah. That Beatles, rocks. it's a cool game. Obviously expensive to produce because it's got a million drop targets. Well, um, that is a Beatles license. And well, yeah, right. yeah. But that's that's kind of where I'm going with it's, this. And, and if you took, start with peace and love, peace and love. Just, if you took the no Beatles. No autographs, just send money. Yeah. If you took the Beatles license out of the equation, would that be, an, I mean, arguably it's not even with it, but would that be an $8,000 game? And I think it's everybody, I think everybody, right, sort of now. agrees that it's like, for for eight thousand dollars, it was too much. But for six thousand, eh, now we're talking. They're for five thousand, I would have been in. They're on the secondary market now for five k. Jewish gold. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like you look at it. Well, that was one, but well, there's one. You know, you look at it and you sort of go like, <laughs> start. The precedent has been set. Right, the precedent has been I have set. My finger caught my beer bottle. You were as dumb as an empty shoebox. For those who can't see this, it's not a screen. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just like, I they think that that's, I don't know if, if the Celts is the theme to make that happen, yeah. but like, I think that, you know, a more basic game at a $5,000 price point 
is something the market needs. All they have to do is take the Beatles, take the Beatles out, put in freaking monkeys, which would be funny as hell. I <laughs> love the monkeys. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I somehow feel like that license would probably be just as expensive. I don't yeah, think so. The monkeys are going to be way cheaper yeah. than the Beatles. Dude, you know what? I think only one of them no, is left, and he probably needs the money. Actually, two. Uh, There's two. Mickey Dolans and Mike Nesmith. I'm a huge monkey. Yeah, fan. Peter. I'm a huge Peter Tork guy. Peter Tork just recently died. died. Yeah, about around a year ago. Which one is the one whose mom invented liquid paper? Mike Nesmith. Yeah. 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 He's not hurting for money. He's probably not hurting for no. money. I, I'm a huge monkeys fan. If he's not money. But no, it's just like surprisingly, like he's if still you famous, did, so, like if you George. did, uh, the Beatles play field, sans the Beatles. And you removed drop targets from it, so it wasn't crazy expensive. Do you still think that that game would be fun to play? I mean, you'd still need to have some drop targets. You need the one that the target hides behind. Right. Do you think that that game would be worth five thousand dollars? And I think that, like, with the right theme, absolutely, that game was fun as shit. Yeah, Beatles yeah. is a lot of fun. Or you just take um, the spinning disc out. No, no, the no. spinning disc no. you you gotta have. It. I like it. Yeah, I, mean, um, I was a big. Like, uh, just see which, I'm like, see which, what are they doing? And then we went to go pick up Bob Connors, Deadpool, and Mike Ridgway's, I got to play as Beatles. And it's like, all right, I was wrong. Um, in my head, blast. this game's a lot of fun to play. That game the is, rules are, yeah. The rules are decent, and it's just a ton of fun to play. Yeah, it's fun. Is yeah. it 8,000 fun? No. Absolutely not. Um, and what you're paying for, really, with that is... Like has been said, the drop targets and the license. And drop targets aren't. That's not a new device they had to come up with. That's all. No. Ultra but but drop targets are expensive. Yeah. Like drop targets are apparently the most expensive a thing you can put on a fan. I have heard a three bank drop target thing. The whole mechanism and runs around runs around two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's so crazy. But that's just the truth is, and even going back in the days, drop targets are the most expensive thing you could put on a pin. And what the designers would do is they would put drop targets everywhere. So that when the bean counter said reduce cost, they could pull the drop targets out and replace them with stand-ups. Um, you know, now that's an anecdote, but I mean, it yeah. might be accurate. I heard stories that Steve Richard would actually like just scotch tape a drop target, you know, three drop targets onto the top of a play field. They'd say take something out over it when you, you know, he'd pull it out and throw it in the trash. Go there. You know, happy but, now? but like stand-ups, <laughs> you know, they yeah. do the same job. I mean, they're not as kinetically pleasing and they don't look as cool, but stand-ups do the same job and cost, you know, 50 cents a piece. Right. You know, and you, like I said, leave two or three drop targets because drop targets are cool and you got to have them. The biggest thing is just like, you know, put out a game that's fun, that people can play, that... That doesn't have an exorbitant license? Yeah, that doesn't, thank you, that doesn't have a license that drives the price up and doesn't have, you know, two or three companies involved in making well, it that all need their piece. Like, Beatles could be a cool game if it wasn't Beatles. And I think, you know, don't get me wrong, I like the Beatles license. I yeah. like the way that they integrated the music. Yeah. I like the sound calls, and I think the art was was really well done. Just, I would love to see Beatles for less money. Yeah, agreed. You know. Now, you know, the, the rumor is absolutely. the next throwback's going to be um, Quicksilver. Led Zeppelin built on Quicksilver. Led Zeppelin built on Quicksilver, which Quicksilver I love, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I could care less about. So. Hey man, if you want a nine thousand dollars single level game, have I got the combination for you? It's Led Zeppelin and Quicksilver. Yeah, uh, Led know. Silver. Led Silver. Silver um, Zeppelin. Did anybody see? Has anybody seen and paid attention to the Beatles cover? 
Yeah, it's fine. Well, mm. it's really cool because as you're playing the game, you light the letters that spell Beatles. And yeah. it lights up on the top and they get the little hands. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's it can, cool. It's a thing that's very catchy. It's very cool. I like that. Um, you know, if you're else? buying your $9,000, $8,000 game, you should buy your $500 capital to go on top of it. No. Fuck that. Any more thoughts? Look, I wish Haggis Pinball the best of luck. I hope they get Kelts out or Celts, whatever. Kelts. 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 <laughs> Thank you, bud. Thanks, bud. That's like, Thanks. it's Kelts. 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 Uh, I hope they yeah. get it out. I hope it does well. I, I look forward to playing it. Um, yeah, there you are. Yeah. Well, there it is. But the Highland yeah. Games is a cool thing. I think it's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. And Dude, the, I'm, I'm Celtic. I, and the Clan I'm Wars thing is a cool, is, is and a cool idea. And you can get your name in a clan in the special edition of KFC Button Notes. So, so that's... the clan, you know, there's good people in both of them. <laughs> Not that clan, you fucking moron. Can't clan with the C. A Scottish, a Scottish or an Irish clan. Sorry, I'm American. I don't know what the difference is. I know. Uh, up next is Scott Denisi's next game. Scott Denisi is going to fight? Gonna what? Fight. Fight? Yeah. Cause didn't he make a haunted house game? Uh that's what everybody keeps saying is haunted house. And Avira made a haunted house game? Right. So I don't think it is. It. Okay, Fight. I, I'm gonna make oh there you go. Fatality. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my prediction here. You hear it here first. I have no insider knowledge saying that now. But I think I know what his game's gonna be. <laughs> Tell us. Scooby Doo. Here's why. Some things he said in recent interviews. It's, it's, it's no. Jinkies? No, it wasn't Jinkies either. It was, he said it's going to be a licensed thing. They have all of the assets available to them. Yes. He said a couple other things. Now, if you go back a couple of years, back when they were doing Jetsons, they got, uh, because of the pinball company, they got uh, introduced with Hanna-Barbera. They got all the assets they wanted from Jetsons. No, they didn't. They got a lot of assets. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, they did. No, it was very, it was very. Uh, it was. They didn't get. They didn't get a lot of stuff, or they didn't use a lot. Of they stuff. didn't use a lot, but they actually got a lot. Like they didn't use the voices. I know. Remember, all those people are dead. Yeah, but there's there's not media not that you could have kept yeah, the voices off of. copyrighted, and can you can you can lift them from the show. Well, right. Anyway. So I just have a, a just a suspicion because look that was fit that would fit the haunted house castle mansion graveyard theme really well and it fit the spooky theme really well. It's a theme that everybody knows. It's universally loved. My hunch is it's Scooby Doo, and I could be wrong. I could be one eighty off base. You are off. But I think it's Scooby Doo. It's total nuclear annihilation two. No, if it's yeah. Scooby Doo. There's only one way they can screw it up, and that's where they put that little asshole Scrappy-Doo in it. If there's Scooby-Doo, <laughs> it has to have Scrappy in it. No. no. He's, he's the finest character ever. Even Scrappy knows it sucks. That's true. You know what? As long as it's got, you know, uh, Daphne being the, being the perky whatever she is, and Velma being whatever she is, and, you know, <laughs> and Scooby. Rusty and, just wants toys. I really don't think it's Scooby Doo. I think it is. I, I know. Could be way off base. What do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. It's gonna have ramps. It's gonna be awesome. It's Denise. You know, it's gonna hit. It's spooky. You know, it's gonna kick ass. And it's gonna have sh just screaming kick ass artwork. 
Mike, do you think that they, you know, they're going to sit down with a little company? I mean, this is Hanna-Barbera, right? And they're going to they're gonna kick it with, with a little company like Spooky. Why? Is Hanna-Barbera so relevant? Yeah. Uh, on what Not company? really. Have you, have you heard of the Cartoon Network? That's the company that owns Hanna-Barbera. Like, okay. they're, they like own, they're big. They deal with huge things. But they own, they're owned by... No, no, no. Like, they, they own. They own, own the they company. They own, own all the assets. Yeah, all, all like, the... Like, you know, uh, if you want Scooby-Doo, you know... William Hanna and Joseph Barbera have been dead for years. It gets licensed by, you know, major companies. Scooby-Doo's are... Unlike Jetsons, which it pains me to say because Jetsons is cool... Scooby-Doo is still a relevant property. I have not They're played... still making Scooby-Doo movies and yeah, stuff, DVDs, to this day. Yeah, they are. So it doesn't strike me as that's something that, that's going to get dropped on Spooky. Hey, if it does, what a perfect highball. If it, what a perfect theme, <laughs> right? But, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I know. Bud's, it's just, it, you know, it's, Bud's an opportunist. It's just something, something touched it in me that said, I think these guys are going to do Scooby-Doo. Because Charlie talked about oh, it. Oh, honey, that was me. Couple of zip. <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway, um, salty tonight. Uh, where was I? Oh, anyway, you're doing a podcast. Get in touch. <laughs> On the inside of her. Yeah, inside. Um, Did you have a camera? <laughs> mommy had a camera. She swallowed a camera today. So that's fun to be had by nobody. Yeah, there we go. And uh. What was I? Oh, so so I think it's gonna be Scooby Doo, but I could be wrong. Um, but whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be coming out in the not too distant future. My best guesstimate, it will probably debut this spring, this March, at uh, their home show at uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. So where are we? Uh, We're at your house, Spencer. I know. <laughs> Agnes, Scott Denisi, next game. Any other thoughts on the next Scott Denisi game? It's going to be a pinball machine. There you go. It'll have a plunger. And flippers. Yeah. There we go. There's going to be flippers. Wow, we're only just over an hour. We're getting close to the end of the show. The other thing is, I don't know if he would do like that kind of licensed game, because isn't his big thing making the music? It is, but I mean, well, it was for his first game. But you have to remember, his first game, it wasn't like, I'm going to make a game because I'm going to put it into production. I'm going to make this because... I think it'll be fun, and it was it was a homebrew, you know. I mean, Total Record Annihilation was just a homebrew game that everybody liked so much they put it into production. All right, but you know, now that he knows how, I mean, I know he said he's not going to code it. Right. Like you right. know, Spooky's coder is going to work on it. And he's going to work hand in hand with him. Right. So right. Bob, it's not right. kind of the whole like he's not the whole show, but right. I don't know. I'm 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 interested, but I'm not like you know. I think that he's a, a good young talent, and I'm interested to see what he does. But I'm not like losing sleep over it. But okay, but to all all those all those creative geniuses out there who can actually put together a pinball machine, and there's plenty of you. Uh, you know what? With the, all the talk of monkeys, we need a monkey pinball machine. Just all monkeys. Just flings poo at you. And just grab. <laughs> just, when you sit it down to play it, it reaches barrel. around and grabs your ass. There right. you go. Eats bananas. I like it. And I'm going to flip this over to. Oh, I'm going to side note real quick. Um, <laughs> you mean, wait, wait. <laughs> What? I'm a side, side, side note. Side note, to side note like segue. we haven't been off the, off the rails right. like the whole goddamn Bad show. segue here. Okay. 
Dragon's Lair. We talked about it a few months ago. What a great team it would be for a pinball machine. Somebody please do this. I emailed Charlie. Never got a reply back. That's okay. I still love you, Charlie. Um, somebody's doing one, and you got to translate. It's on. Fa it's a Facebook page, Facebook group, and it looks really cool. And it's, it's a homebrew, and you got to do hit the translate button because it's in some other language, and I'm not sure where it's from. Um, one of those places where they speak foreign languages. I, it, yeah, it's, it's from, from Europe and uh, it's from Europe somewhere. So it's like it, it's maybe. There's know. some very, very dedicated, like, it looks Dragon's cool. Lair fans. Yeah. Uh, very true. Across the pond. Well, there's like the guy, I always forget the guy's name. It's, it's Nuno or something. That guy was kind of like the big one for a long time. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think Dragon's Lair would be, would be a neat pin. I mean, it's going to be a cool one off. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to see somebody make that. You know, Agreed. I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, I bet Joe would buy one. It's a great theme for pinball. That it's dude loves well. his laser games. So up oh, next, yeah. I'm going to let you guys uh, battle this around while I run off into the restroom real quick. Uh, next turn title. Uh, it's supposed to be... Turtles. Turtles, possibly. We so, should legitimately just sit here until he gets back and just not say <laughs> Not say a word. <laughs> just dead air silence. Say something, anything, for the love of God. Um, i got to get rid of this beer. Junkyard. Um, Junkyard. No, there's also rumors of Karate Kid. So anyway, discuss its uh, what's the design? Push the okay, start button. Here we go. Candy corn. It is neither candy nor corn. corn. Discuss. <laughs> How do you candy corn? Open the bag. Put the corn away. Put the, the trash. Put the corn in the trash. Jeffrey Epstein did not get himself. That's right. That's right. Humor. R R. Okay. Well, America, what, what, now that Spencer's gone. What is actually the next... I don't pay attention to that garbage, so what is the next rumored title? Iron Turtle. Iron Turtles, too. I like turtles. I don't. Alex I do. likes pizza. Alex right, likes that's pizza. the next okay. title as well. Alex likes his car. You know, We're making 500 games of that. If they actually made a, a new Turtles game, that could be that could be kind of cool. Where fuck cares? Where is, I don't. Where are Turtles popular? New no, Turtles no. In the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> I would be much more interested. Right there. I'd be more interested in sea turtles than ninja turtles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd be much more interested if they made a, a game based on Finding Nemo. Yes. Crush. Yes. I I know, and I've kind of went the around. Sea monkeys pinball. Get the years, fuck out of here, Spencer. Checkmate. And especially because I have, I still have, you know, technical littles. I have a ten-year-old and I have a twelve-year-old, and. Uh, their whole lives, this whole <laughs> Ninja Turtles, this Ninja Turtles thing has been has been the 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 overriding theme on every holiday, whether it's uh, Christmas ornaments or Halloween costumes or party supplies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sweet. My kids know of them; they could care less. Okay, let's go ahead and take this back a notch. This isn't any sort of new... Like, There's like four or five incarnations now of the Ninja Turtles, right? Nickelodeon's making a brand new version. There was like the, the late 90s, early 2000s cartoon version, which was supposed to be pretty hardcore. I didn't watch it. There's the new movies. There's the old movies. There's the CGI movie. And then there's like the 1987, 88, 
animated cartoon version. This is apparently the 1987-1988 animated cartoon version. Well, stop. And before that, you have the comic book. Well, that's just talking about the animated okay, turtles. Yeah, but if you want to go into comic books, there's been like a dozen different comic well, series. And Dan, you remember, the original Ninja Turtle comics were brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, and if they and, made a game based on the original comics, that'd be pretty damn cool. In the first issue, they took Shredder's head off. Yeah. Like, that was just it, right? Like, they killed the shit out of him. But here's the thing, is, like, they did a, a cartoon a few years ago that was basically when, like, the old school Ninja Turtles came forward and met one of the newer Ninja Turtles, and then they eventually met the comic Ninja Turtles, and it was super amusing. Ninja Turtles is a, is a great, timeless thing that I remember fondly from when I was a kid, and it was cool, you know? Everybody's all excited that they're supposed to be making the 1987 cartoon Ninja Turtles, which I think has got to be the lamest version. Like, you know, the, the Cowabunga dude, you know. But that's also, like yeah, that's also the, end, the, 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 young, er, the young end of the certain buyer market right now. You all oh, are, yeah, you know, exactly. That's, it's... Who are just like, I will totally buy it. And they make up a, you know, the guys who are like, I'm sick of the bands, I'm sick of the movies. Do something that appeals to somebody that's my but age. But I'm excited about this cartoon from when I was 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about Pinball's Life Played when I was 11. That's you know, what I remember fondly. That's what they remember fondly. So if it makes sense to me market-wise why they would do it. There's a cool version of Ninja Turtles, and that ain't it. I was, I was too old for that stuff at that point. But you know what? For the guys that remember it, they like it, and that's what they remember fondly. You know, I can go back right now and watch He-Man of the Masters Universe, and that is god-awful garbage. It oh, is, God. So it is terrible, isn't it? But when you try to go back and watch that stuff, yeah, I have fond it's of so bad. It. But now as an adult, yeah, it's awful. But it's, you can, I can watch it reminisce and remember being a kid. So I understand why people would be clamoring for it if they liked it when they were a kid. It doesn't make them wrong. You know, what was, you know what was funny? Well, Thundercats, that was a cool cartoon. Um, you know what's funny, too? Battle of the Planets, man. Gotcha, man. Yeah, you go back and you watch certain things from when you were a kid. And, I mean, it really falls in, into two into two categories. Either, wow, this is great. It really stands the test of time. Or, man, this is terrible. What was I thinking? It's like Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer's great, though. Oh, God, when I was five, it was amazing. It's amazing now. It is, But Speed Racer falls into that special category of so bad it's good. Now, that's a theme, <laughs> meant, I, could, that's a theme I could really get behind. Happy. Uh, who's designing it? I forget. I don't know. No, uh, uh, Attack from Mars. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. It better not be Brian Eddie. Brian Eddie. That's the rumor. Brian Eddie needs to do something cool. So. You know, we haven't talked about Elvira yet. We haven't got to Elvira. We can get to that next. I didn't want to put it on there because we kind of talked about it last episode. But now now we've actually played it. Yeah. I have not. You suck. Well, I didn't get invited. You should have come anyway. Nobody would have turned yeah, you away. Yeah, everyone showed up Tuesday. I, I know. I, I thought about it, and then I got home. I got home late. I, we could have snuck you in in Brian's pocket. I don't think anybody would have minded, but I just never. And you could, you could you could have dressed as an Oompa Loompa. Man, you would have been the fucking star of the show. I could have. Oompa Loompa. Uh, Oompa speaking of which, I like when you're in the bumpers on that game. That's all they say. Yeah. Oompa. But yeah, Ninja Turtles, man. I don't know. I hope not. And then what was the other one? Somebody mentioned the other Karate one. Karate Kid. Karate Kid. 
I think that's an even worse idea. Oh, hard pass. And I love the Karate Kid. Hard pass. But what are they going to... How are you going to make that into a pinball machine? Maybe if they have, like, a cool mechanism that, like, crane kicks the ball. Whacked like in Street Fighter 2? But no, but good. Uh, You mean, like, in Street Fighter 2? No, no, I mean, Uh, but good. But good, Spencer. Shoot the bracelet target! Is that what what they say? Yeah, I never picked that up. Uh-huh. I'm like, shoot the what target? I thought I was swearing. At I me. still maintain they need a Blues Brothers pinball. So, ma'am, get out there and make it. Yeah, because I really hope that. Well, all you have to do is design it and then get someone to make it for you. Your brother knows how to make things. He's talented. You can just he use did a great job on that Mustang. Hey, John Papa do hey, making have... games out of. I don't think he did anything decades. to that Mustang. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, right, J Pops, well, you know that dude's got a job. He's working for Deep Root. Deep Root, which seven years in, and they still can't really get a game. It's out. not seven years. It's not, he's, for them, it's for him. He's been working on Retro Atomic Zombie Wonderland for seven freaking years. Retro Atomic Wonder Girl, and it's still not going to be ready by the show. <laughs> Magic, Magic Girl. Retro Wonderland. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Magic Money Pit with Tom Hanks. Oh, oh, we're around the campfire, and stuff's not going well for them. Uh, I believe it. Anyway. Uh, well, let's talk about Elvira for those of you you two have played. Did you go, Alex? Oh, I played it. I love yeah, it. Alex went. Alex goes uh, everywhere. He went and took first place. So, yeah, of course he uh, Oh, is that the tournament you took first place at? No, that no, was, that was, that was, was uh, just that. league. Right. But Alex did take second place at the Flipper Room's Halloween tournament because right, right. he's a badass. Just somebody else was a little more of a badass. Way to go, Alex. This guy named Dan took first. Not me, Dan. A real Dan. A good Dan. A real Dan. A good Dan. Dan, 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 Dan. MC. I believe his name is Dan Good. Yeah. Dan Good, yeah. He is Dan Good. Right on, man. Elvira is fun. Fun. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, this looks like it's going to play just like Medieval Madness. Everything's kind of in the same spot. Doesn't play like Medieval Madness at all. It's really fun. The theme's integrated well. The clips are in there that are integrated well. The sounds are awesome. It shoots spectacular. Like, they nailed it. I would love to get one someday. It's, and I, Dan knows, I don't like the other two Elvira games. I could care less about them. This one is great. That game is really neat. I can't wait to feel, uh, or to see what happens as they, uh, the code matures. Yeah, get the code together. Because it, it did feel a little bit, uh, you know, like, like you know, it needed to be smoothed out. But even what's there already is is really, really cool. And, yeah, it is it is just a blast to uh, – it's big, long shots, which are fun to hit. It's a really, really cool game. It doesn't feel like a Nordman game at all. It's because they changed the ramps. Well, they changed the ramps, but, I mean, the shots are the same. But, yeah, it just – when you play it, it, I still maintain, it feels much more like a Brian Eddy yeah. Than an Ordman, but it it definitely has uh, has the pedigree. Like it's a great game, and the art is fantastic. I know Greg Freres isn't you know cranking out games left and right anymore really? anymore, but he's definitely still got it. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. That's all I. Hence, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's 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 fun. I'm jealous that I didn't know about the backdoor bonus until Dan told me because he figured it out. 
So Dan is the backdoor master in the room, by that's the way. What that, that, that's what they all say. That's what your mom was telling me. Oh! <laughs> oh! No, um, yeah, it's it's actually really, really neat uh, the way that they, they take a very familiar feeling layout and turn it in and turn it into a really fun game. And that castle or the castle. It's not a castle, it's a house. That house is heavy duty. Like the windows all light up as you go through the different modes. So it's sort of like the Adams family play field, but standing up. And I've never saw the turret turn. I guess it probably did, but I wasn't paying attention. You had to see it until you get that far. But like it's got like the multicolored light, but they project on the house, so the house will change colors as you play through the different modes and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then the 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 front ramp, and I guess that it's it's translucent ish. So what happens is there's a bright light underneath that shines up, and there's a skull that will appear on the actual ramp itself that looks like it's being projected from somewhere. Oh wow! But it's actually be uh, light from underneath, and then when it when the it lifts up. Uh, you can actually see that there's an, an insert under there. And then it's got the single drop off to the side, which I did see the prototype pictures was supposed to be three inline drops. Oh, cool. Which would have been pretty cool, but they didn't make it. And uh, you got your lock there. And, man, that lock was great. It didn't reject shots or anything at all. And then the house has a diverter, so if you shoot up in the house, the ball can go to the left, go to the right. And then after all that, uh, you still have that cool-ass crypt. Yeah. Which has uh, a subway you can shoot into, or a target you could hit, or uh, like a, a bash toy, like a molded uh, skull that you can hit. And you can backhand it uh, pretty, easy, <clears throat> pretty easily, but the ball's almost always in danger coming out of that backhand. And then uh, the crate. You can, and then it's got the crate, the too. The crate off the left ramp, you, you can light it, and that'll open up, and the ball falls into it. But there's also a passage... That you, you, I don't think you can hit it, or if you can, it's really difficult. But it, it, I it, saw balls getting falling in there left and right. Yeah, they the really, fall in, but you they really should in. put a gate on that, a right. one-way gate, to keep from getting that. Because yeah, every time I was playing against Dietrich, and every time he locked one ball, like he immediately got just like a sympathetic drop in of a second ball and started that uh, that uh, jump in the trunk. Drunk multi ball. I'll, I'll take well it back. Said. The only there's one downside of it. Uh, it's probably just an adjustment not to be done. Was the kick out from the crypt uh, either wouldn't work or would fire weak and it almost always was That thing was yeah, so definitely it's probably not just right. an adjustment, but the game itself is a definite it's a hit. So Jeff Oh and it's it. got jumping uh jumping gargoyles. Jumping gargoyles yeah, so yeah those look cool. Which were super cool. I mean great art, good sound, brand new clips and, and voice work from Elvira herself. Who looks great for uh, her age? Uh, just fantastic, super cool game. I want one. Let's go get it. Let's get it. Well, well, hopefully, still hopefully Jeff and Courtney will yeah. still be getting theirs. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he wants to pick one up, and uh, I know Mike really liked it, and I would love to see a couple more of those in the group. But it is a expensive tamale. Because that sucker is eight thousand bucks to start, because it starts at the premium level, right? And then goes into the limited edition, and then, and the, then signature. the signature, which is gone, you can't get it. But it comes with a bit of sofa, so what a deal. Uh, however, you know, and I'm not trying to like throw stones or anything at at another game, but like Jurassic Park, right? Jurassic Park's out. We all like it. 
you play the pro of Jurassic Park and I'm just going to be nice. It feels feels cheap. Feels good, but it feels cheap. Just like your mom. Oh! oh! By, the, by the way, she said the call. Um, <laughs> I don't know my mother's back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she... Tell me you need the debit card reloaded because you want to get some KFC. She, she told me she paid you. Uh, but no, like, you know, it's just, there's not a lot of animation. That's you know, the Rams, there's not a lot of animation. There's not drop targets. There's nothing like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's a fine game. It's fun to play. And then you play Elvira and you see where the money is. Like, there's a lot going on. And it would have been cool if it had the extra drop targets. And I guess that the Nordman ramp was in there where it had a big old dip. Yeah, like uh, uh, and that. Uh, and that probably got tossed out, or maybe it didn't, you know, maybe it wasn't working right. Who knows? But, yeah, that game, you can feel where the money went. It feels like a premium product, you know, except for that that janky kicker, which was probably just that specific machine. Yeah, just an adjustment. You know, so, yeah, man, that game, I think, I would love to see Stern do a lot more of uh, of games like that. That felt to me like, you know, it's one of those games where, yeah, again, you, you list two or three features, and you're like, oh, but wait. There's another feature. Oh, and this happens. Oh, and did you know about that? It just doesn't feel like, well, there's a, there's a cool ramp. Oh, there's there's one feature. There's Groot. You don't know. It had, it, the features just kept on coming. It was really neat. Really good game. Nice. All you right. Should, you should play it. I fully intend to eventually. Reach out. Reach out. John. Right on. Alex, you got any more thoughts on Elvira? I like it. It's a great game, and uh, I look forward to playing it more. Nice. All right. Well, Rusty and I have a trip report, and hopefully somebody else does, too. Trip report. Trip report. Our trip report is we Dude, went last I'm Sunday to the Back to the 80s Cafe and more. Oh, I like it. Oh, I loved it. At 3084 Sunrise Boulevard, Suite 8 in Rancho Cordova, California, which is where we live. Suburb of Sacramento, California. Please don't stalk us. Yes. Uh, it's a, a retro 80s cafe. And they play 80s videos there. The menu's all 80s. We didn't eat anything. We're going to go back and actually have a lunch. We just went because we'd already eaten breakfast and lunch. And we went and had milkshakes and played pinball. They have a game room. They've got uh, half a dozen classic arcade games. they got a Donkey Kong. You know, Donkey Kong 3. They got a multi K. They had a Mario Kart. A, Mar, not Mario Kart. Batman. Mario, Super, Mario, Super Mario, Brothers. Mario Brothers. They had a, a Galaga. They had a Batman uh, driving game. Just a couple other games. They have three pinball machines. Uh, all were relatively clean and in good working order. Um, Metallica. Metallica Ghost Pro, Busters. Ghostbusters Pro, and Star Wars Pro. No, they were all relatively clean. Um, everything played good. The sound was up loud where you could hear it. Um, Shout out to nice. Chris Berenson now straight from the retro. Yeah, and the Star Wars had stadium lighting. Interesting. Yeah. That game was pretty bright to begin with. Yeah, this brightened it up a little more. It was pretty cool. So we went in there, played some pinball, had some fun. The uh, replay scores on Metallica are incredibly low, so it's really easy to win a free game off that. Um, it's also running super old code. It is. It is. But it plays good and we had fun. The milkshakes were uh, a tremendous hit. What Nikki have? Karma Chameleon. The Karma Chameleon, which is come, 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 Rainbow Sherbert. Uh, 
What else is in there? Oh, I don't know. He came with a big, tall pixie stick. A big, tall, giant pixie stick. <laughs> that he put in the military. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And Funfetti on top. What's that now? Seth had a Bananarama. Bananarama. Banana milkshakes. It was good. I had the E.T., which was uh, peanut butter chocolate milkshake with Reese's Pieces and whipped cream and all that good stuff. And some Budweiser. The Budweiser. E.T. Um, E.T. Uh, E.T. They, they have a great menu. It's great. They have all kinds of, of artifacts from the 80s. There's, there's, they have like all kinds of old trading cards you can buy. They're still brand new. Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, garbage Pail Kids. Dumpster Fires. Dumpster Fires, yes. Um, no, and they have all kinds of stuff on the walls, uh, posters and artwork. An actual rotary dial phone. A rotary dial phone. They have an old like uh, RCA VHS camcorder. They have a, a whole Pee Wee Herman selection. They have the bike. <laughs> they, have the, they have a Pee Wee Herman action figure. They have a chair, like a cherry chair. <laughs> they have the seat he was sitting in at the movie theater. And the staff there dress, dresses up in <laughs> 80s characters. One of the guys was uh, uh, Ernest. Uh, Ernest. And one of the other guys, I swear to God, he looked, he looked like Crispin Glover, circa 80s. Ah, he does. He, yeah. does! he does, doesn't he? The staff there is fantastic. <laughs> Go there, play some pinball, check it out, have some lunch, have a milkshake. I think it could be Crispin Glover, you never know. Could be. <laughs> the, uh, he hasn't got a lot of work lately. Uh, they uh, uh, they serve turkey ice cream. It's a neat little place. Give it a chance, check it out if you're in the area. Um, I have a ton of shout outs to do tonight, but does anybody else have a road trip report? I, I never go anywhere. <laughs> I have a crappy road trip report. Well, give me a crappy road trip report. Stryat Pizza in Rancho Cordova. Oh, that's, no, no, that's uh, home of the ring, the broken ring. The broken, broken ring. You got you. You play pinball like literally every day. You gotta have a better trip report. Uh, okay. Uh, if you guys have ever been down to, um, I went down here about three weeks ago. I haven't been in a while. A place called Holy Diver. They have three Pour the guy, pinballs. Yeah, it's usually all the time. ACDC, Metallica, and Iron Maiden. And all, all premiums. premiums. And they got good pizza there, too. Decent priced drinks, and there's always good shows upstairs. Alex yeah, loves yeah. pizza. Alex yeah. loves pizza. And tacos. Tacos. Kendra, you're so quiet tonight because you've been up since 3 a.m. 2.30. Um, all right. Uh, we're down to, uh, shout-outs and thank-yous, folks, so. I'd like to say thank you and a shout-out to the Back to the 80s guys. They were very, very nice to us and, uh, put up with our looky-looness. We even poked our nose in the back to look at their Halloween stuff. And But it was loads of fun, and thank you, guys. I'd like to thank uh, John Robison and uh, Henry uh, Nanjo for being league hosts, uh, the guest hosts. They're awesome, even though I missed Henry's, unfortunately. And, what the hell uh, was up with that, dude? Uh, uh, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, I'd also like to uh, thank John for his awesome Halloween party. Uh, a good time was had by all, and for uh, having a, a hell of a fine pinball collection. Halloween party meaning the league? No, no, Halloween party like when we went to the Halloween party. Oh, nice. Like a party held in Halloween. There you go. With pinball. Oh, yeah. I just want to thank Joe for the uh, help with getting me some much-needed chips. 
Joe, you the man. Uh, had, a, had one take a nasty death due to corrosion, and uh, Joe came through in the clutch and got me the chip that I needed. Okay. For Henry's Star Trek. Ah. Uh, Star Trek was finished, and then all of a sudden it had an issue where a row wouldn't boot. Or excuse me, the, not the row, the column wasn't activating. And I traced it back, and it had to be the chip. And it's like, oh, great. It, this thing started, it wasn't working out of the blue like it was working fine. Um, got some handy carpool help from Dan. Joe had the chip. Uh, took out the old one, socketed the new, works fine. And it was a big help. So thank you, Joe. I'd like to throw a shout out to Brian for doing a hell of a job on that game. We played it at least. That mm-hmm. thing is crazy. Crazy nice. Yeah, happy with it. Played really good. Uh, especially if you remember playing it before. When it played like shit. Yeah, it it was pretty, it needed some help. It was really dirty, and but it came out great. Plays nice. Uh, I convinced Henry to start doing, put in some Titans in there instead of normal rubber. And it, it came out really nice. He just shop out his whirlwind. Well, it does need that, but I'm sure you saw the, I don't know if you saw the before and after, but... George did an amazing work on the corner. Shout out to George. George. Yeah, he did amazing work. George was an awesome cabinet maker. George did an incredible job. And a real estate agent. So if you need to buy a house, we got a hookup for you. He did a great job getting that corner fixed. Yeah. And, you know, I helped him out with the paint match, and you can't even tell. No. Um, It's beautiful. I was surprised myself, considering when that happened, I misread George's text. He said, I have everything except for the paints. I was assuming he was going to bring the paint. Not saying I was supposed to bring the paints that we got there, and I had to make do with what he had, and I nailed it by eye. No, it looks beautiful. Uh, yeah, it came out great. Uh, yeah, came out great. Plays good. I wanted to just, again, as always, say thank you to Adam Pressler, Dan, and Henry for hosting Low Night League. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Without you guys, we wouldn't have leagues. So. That's true. Thank you for opening your homes to us. Thank you for letting us feed your dog, Adam. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ella gains 15 pounds every time we come by. She gets ready by the next day. It's fine. <laughs> she takes, picks it back up every two weeks. I got a long list. So that's all right. We have time. We're only with an hour and 30 minutes and change. Um, shout out to Vino. Got to see Vino from Pinside at... Uh, uh, Kinagogo, and he complimented us on our fine podcast. So, shout out to Vino and his crew. I want to say, Vino, you don't really listen because this podcast is a fire. What kind of fire is it, Alex? A dumpster fire. This damn podcast ride. is damn clean, all wholesome, all American, good old fun. Well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for all the fire <laughs> and the dumpsters. Um, so, shout out to Vino, man. It's good to see you. Um, I gotta go through my list. Um, you should actually listen to the show, man. Don't just tell Spencer what he wants to hear. He gets a big head. No, I told him I'd give him a shout out, and I did. I kept my word. Shout out to Practical Steve. I'm sorry I missed you. you Fuck Practical Steve. Practical Steve. I mean, sh- practical. I mean, shout out to Practical Steve. Practical Steve, you the man. Shout out to Mo. He's a righteous dude. Um, <laughs> shout out to, uh. Uh, Seth, our our old co-host and engineer. Hey, he's just real busy with you know. Oh wait, Seth. Family. Sorry, we don't. Uh, like Seth's Seth. a righteous. No, no Seth yeah. is a terrible, terrible human being. Um, shout sorry, out to Seth. Cheddar. 
Shout out to everybody at the Capital Court of Pinball League. And, Hope you're uh, feeling better, Cheddar, and you're not too sore. Better, Cheddar. <laughs> better, Cheddar, right? Get better, Cheddar. Uh, shout out to Shovelhead. Got to see him at the show at uh, Pinagogo. Um, you know, a couple years back when they had the Santa Rosa fire, he was involved in that because he lives up in that area. <laughs> I guess I use Luna. Did you see Hawk Moon at the show? I didn't. I looked for him. Shout out to Hawk Moon. Shout out to Hawk Moon. What a man. Um, yeah, so, and, and shout out to everybody who's going through fires right now. Um, and power outages. And power outages. Uh, you we know, have smudge, so. We have smudge, so. <laughs> uh, stay, stay, stay tough and stay strong. You can get through this if you need any help. <laughs> All right. If you need anything, reach out to us. You know, you can always reach out to us via. Uh, Email the spinners lit at gmail.com. Um, Do you have Facebook? Yeah, we do. We have a Facebook page, so you can reach Practic- out to us. Practic- Practical spinners Steve lit, runs it. The Spinners Lit Pinball Podcast on Facebook. Just Practical type in the Spinners Steve. Lit. I don't know, backslash something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Jeff and Courtney Claymont, and congratulations on uh, your uh, new Jurassic Park game. I uh, can't wait to see you guys again. Um, shout out to Mark Scoff um, at Reno Pinball League. Uh, press Start is uh, they're going to be having a tournament there on the 16th. They're also going to be expanding. They're going to be expanding. Very nice. 16th of May. 16th of May? Jesus. 16th of November this month in Reno, Nevada at Press Start. And they're going to have Progressive Strike Format Tournament. Um, the tournament games will be on free play, and you can practice before the tournament. Doors open at noon. Play starts at one. Shout out to Jim Martin for doing this. Shout out to Jim, Jim Martin, Martin for doing this. Yeah, and uh, and of course, always Michael Huntsman is just an absolute amazing human and uh, a great ambassador for pinball. But it's a ten dollars entry fee. They Wait, I thought cash. you said Michael Huntsman. Yes, I did. Um, it's a uh, cash only, so bring ten dollars cash with you. And, if you want and food plenty of drinking money. Yeah, plenty of drinking money. You can make checks payable to Dan. <laughs> As always. And that's uh, John Star. And that's uh fourteen thirteen South Virginia Street in Reno, Nevada. Play starts at one. Doors open at noon. Um this is a twenty one and over event only. Um None of y'all kids. Yeah. So Alex, uh, sorry you can't. Got another cool actually got another cool fire story. So you know about the Paradise Fire. Our daughter, Hannah, lost her home. She's doing well. Her and my, our son-in-law have a new home in Oroville. Uh, my boss, who lost his home and, and our original business location and a lot of equipment and supplies and records and everything else, um, he lost his Terminator 2 pinball and his pinbot, his first game, which I sold him um, in the fire. And uh, thanks to Adam Pressler, gave us a good deal on a really nice Terminator 2, which I delivered to him a week after he had a stroke. Um, but he's doing great, and he's enjoying his new Terminator 2 pinball Good. at his new house in Chico. So, um, so yeah, that was just a kind of a nice story. So, um, Mickey and I delivered <laughs> the game and went and had dinner with him and had a good time. So, I think that's about all the time we have. I mean, we have plenty more time if anybody else has anything to add. I got the time if you got the money, honey. If not, that's the episode. Hey, so, hey, hey. hey um, I got your money. Don't you worry. <laughs> not really any shows coming up till probably, what, February, March? 
there's there's lots of tournaments and stuff going on, but yeah, it feels like the the pinball fury of October has uh yeah. has subsided somewhat. Well, we got the holidays coming up. Hope everybody had a nice Halloween. Wish everybody happy early Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, St. Patrick's Day, Easter. Um, all the stuff at Walmart selling happy whatever. Walmart Turkey Day. Sure. Let's not forget about Turkey Day. Turkey Day is next. Thanksgiving is the so, finest oh, also, of holidays. Um, uh, second week of the month, second Saturday, coin op tournament downtown Sacramento. It's free to enter. Oh, the cost you is the the price to play the game. Got to drop them quarters. Don't forget about Jason. Got to drop them quarters. Second Saturday of the month gathering. Up uh, in Tracy. Yeah, I. If you're in NorCal, you definitely do not want to miss that. Jason uh, Fessler, right? Jason Fessler. I, keep, I need to make that too. Um, you know, then, uh, yeah, and if, if he listens, you know, him and his wife, uh, his wife is going through some stuff right now. Danae, super nice lady. So hopefully everything's going to be okay. Um, I know she's in the hospital though. So, oh, wow. Tough one. Yeah. How many games can you fit in a room? I'm sure they figured out a way. You know, they got the little foot tall Pac-Man, so they can uh, play some Pac-Man. Um, and if you, uh, uh, coin up, coin up, I already said coin up, um, the flipper room has several tournaments. Just look at their Facebook page. Flipper room, yeah, they you are. They are going just, crazy. Yeah. they're flipping out. Flipping no, out. no, different. So flipping out. That's uh, that's a distributor from the mind of Zach Mini. Zach Mini, righteous dude, and the great. We didn't talk now. about pinball cribs. Maybe we should talk we about should that talk next time. We should talk about pinball cribs before we end the show. <laughs> no. I like it. The first episode was a little tough because it was a little too. So who watched? Who watched pinball cribs? I watched it. The second I know, episode. Was really I know good. Brian watched it. I didn't. I took it like three times. I kept falling asleep. You need to watch Pinball Cribs. Did you watch Pinball Cribs? Did not. Is it about pinball with cribs? No, it's... So, do you remember the show Cribs? That was on MTV. Yeah. We go to everybody's house. Yeah, I don't care what's in your refrigerator. Show me your pinball. Anyways, so the first episode, they really aped the format of the original. Like, the guy, like, the guy, you know, showed off his cars. They talked about, like, his... His, his kitchen and stuff like that. He had this cool poker table that went up. There was like a bag of Cheez-Its in it. And I kind of caught on that it was, Kitch. you know, he was going for satire. It was good. Yeah. In general, pinball fans did not catch on to that. They just thought that the guy was trying to show off. And like, they just, poker table they just, cool, the, 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 but the joke was that it went all the way up and all of a sudden there was Cheez-Its. I know. But like, nobody got it. I got and it. And it was funny. It and was. I said, it was a little tone deaf because, you know, a lot of people in pinball are balling hard, but there's some people who aren't. And, you know, some people felt like it was a little bit of an ostentatious display, but it was funny. It was, it was funny. And it was like amazingly <laughs> shots fired. But it was amazingly well put together. Which is sad because Robin is such a righteous dude. I had the opportunity to meet him a couple of years ago and play pinball with him. He's, yeah. he, he would fit it he, right away. He just fit in right with the group. Yeah. Like he was just one of us. That Anyways, they, guy is a real dickhead. Yeah, you know that DC Super Bee sucks. They did a second episode. <laughs> it was uh, one of the hosts of, uh, of a somewhat better uh, podcast than the one that we're on. Ah, uh, which one? Who was it? It was uh, Gary Kubeta. Straight down the middle, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. No, it wasn't Gary, 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 Gary. And it was a much, it was a better show. Like it was a little bit more focused on what yeah. we wanted to see. And then they did like a third pickup episode from Expo, which I haven't watched yet. Which is all, which is good. Zach, 
buddy, I know you took a lot of heat for this one. I, I, I keep making them. They're, they're amusing. You know, learn, learn what you, learn what you learned. And, 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 you know, cause the idea is sound and, you know, it's super cool to see some of these guys and stuff. Like even in the first episode, that dude had one of those big ball bowlers with the chains that, that the pins cool. hang from. Oh, those are super valuable. Fucking sweet. Like uh, just so such you know, cool stuff. It's like a $20,000 game. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure, you yeah, know, those are not, they're hard to find and are not cheap. Yeah. I'm, I'm sh- and that's the kind of stuff that like we want to see, you know, I know that it's a business thing for you. You got to show yeah, they new- have those at the bowling alley now. Yeah. You got to show new really? games, but seriously, man, I took the boys keep them coming a couple weeks ago. Sorry to change. Oh, I like the show. No, I, no, no. It's cool, I man. Let's, let's, let's have a topic, but then talk about something else. That seems no, to be uh, that seems bowling. to be how we do it on this show. I took Pretty the boys nice. bowling a couple of weeks ago. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You guys went bowling? Let's yeah. talk about tacos. Okay. Tacos are amazing. They're spicy and meaty, and they're fun to eat. And Dan wants that. No, but the tacos. new bowling, like the ball, the ball got stuck, so I, you know, call the helper over, and you don't actually knock over the bowling pins anymore. They're actually on chains or cables and go up. Hand to God. It's like a big ball bowler. This is over at Country Club Lions. Okay, I gotta go see this. You gotta go see this. It's all new. It's I did like 16 years in the bowling industry, and that's. I gotta go see that. I'm telling you. You know what, I man? Used to work on, I used to work there are trendsetters, and there are pin setters, and I always and knew you monkeys. were a pin setter. I'm telling you, and because Seth and Nikki have never bowled, and Malcolm was a, doing a Saturday league for a while. And uh, so I said, well, I saw cool. driving past. I said, all new pin setters, but and that's, I, I swear to God, that's what it is. Pin pin up, but I, it, it, it's it, funny. I like the idea of it. I want to do like the ODB version where they go to like. That was Oregon, the best episode where they of they go in And like the guy is like, yeah, this is my refrigerator. It's like a bottle of mustard and maybe just ice in the freezer. And this is my game collection. And it's like. Jive time, it's in four pieces. He had like a mattress on the floor and like a Super Nintendo. I was like, this is the best episode of this show. Well, and he says that, you know, if he keeps going, they are going to go and visit all kinds of collectors, you know, so who knows. But I now know that the new collectors are the name of the game, right? Because he sells the games and it's a a commercial for him. But I mean, yeah, you know, don't don't ignore the fact that like, you know, there's all kinds in, in pinball. You know, if some dude has an awesome collection of all EMs, hey man, some of us want to see that. Right. You know, but or of course, maybe we're not the people who, like who, who buy games from him. 80s games, you know, from like, well, like 78 to 90, you know. Go to my house, like, these are all my games, none of them work. Um, <laughs> my workbench is over there underneath all that crap. Don't mind the dog barking at you. Look at my sweet ass bowler, I use it for storage. Yeah. That's a Mustang bumper on top of that. That's the one in the driveway that doesn't run. Oh, dude, you know what? I can actually bring, like, three more Mustang bumpers over, and we can be like, here's our Mustang bumper collection. (laughs) It's incredible. All eras. But, yeah, Pinball Cribs. It's a good show. It's fun. I I posted on Pinside. Zach, great job. Loved it. What's it on? It's it's on YouTube. It's on people YouTube. people who who were shitting on it, lighten up. Oh, please. Come on, it was amusing, and you gotta look you gotta look for the humor. I did think the whole from the mind of Zach Mini thing was a little pretentious. I'm glad you took that off because it makes you seem like a little bit less of a douche. Um, <laughs> I love you, brother. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to this, Zach seems like a good dude. <laughs> no, he really does. Like I said, I liked the show. I, did I thought it was cool. Um, and I hope that he makes some more. It was good to see that he made that little impromptu episode three. And uh, I hope that, you know, that we that we continue to see more. 
Hey, it's just like this show, man. Pinball needs, I mean, and this isn't to dig on us or anything. Pinball needs something besides fucking podcasts because there's too many pinball podcasts. Uh, and Dude, it, I listened to like 10 this last week. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not even trying to, to, to shit on what we do. I was talking to Brian the other day and, you know, to an extent, there's some pinball fatigue going on. There's just too much. And, you know, I, I'm here and I'm going to continue to come. But like I dialed back my podcast listening hugely. I was in the truck a lot this week, and then like Monday, yeah. I'll have a couple new podcasts to listen to, and I have to drive up to Clear Lake, so. But I think that we should podcast on the fact that there's too many pinball podcasts one of these days. Maybe I'll, not tonight, I'll keep doing because I could go for a while. I know. I'll keep doing this, or we'll keep doing this until somebody tells us to stop, and then I'll keep doing it just to you know, fight them, so. Some guy comes, neighbor comes over. What the fuck are you guys doing? Pinball podcast. Uh, we're talking about pinball, sir. Well, Stop it! Oh, one Sorry. more shout out. And I can't remember the name of the pizza place. I suck. It's on the corner. I suck pizza. I know. It's on the I know. Uh, it's on the corner. It's on the corner uh, uh, of uh Stockton? No, 13th and O Street. Right around the corner from the education building. Um, they have a Hawaiian pizza they make with spam and pineapple. Spam, so, ew. Oh, I don't like spam. Spam well, is very, very is popular awesome. in Hawaii. Yes, it is. Because. No, I know. I'm yeah. just kidding. But do you know why? Because the GIs. Yeah, because, you know, when they went over there, they, they there's not a lot of, of, of livestock. No. And so spam was, was where they got meat, and they, they turned it into an entire, like, culinary culture. It's been years since I've been, but when I was stationed there, you could get spam and eggs at McDonald's. Yeah, you can get like spam is is like a it's a it's a thing. Oh, dude, it's people. Yeah, it's almost yeah, it is. Pinball theme, spam. Spam, I love it. That's Scott Denise's next theme. I'm I'm setting my my watch and warrant on it. Put it on pinside right now. It's spam. Ask Canada. Canada knows. By Hormel. By Hormel. Spiced ham. Spiced ham. Well, pork shoulder and ham. Spam in the place where you live. Think about oh, and wonder what's inside it now. Oh, I love spam. Now we're just kind of killing time till Brian. Let's finish back. while Brian's out of the room just to be dicks. And yeah, Brian says bye. Hi, everybody. See, now we're at a bye, normal buddies. level. We're almost at two hours. So I didn't want to stretch. We're just killing time. We're killing time. We're entertaining. Yeah, we don't have to do Did I give Mark Scoff a shout out? I did. Yes, Mark Scoff, who uh, is the writer, composer. Of and uh, uh, performed our theme song, the Spinner's Wheel, which you song. can't hear anymore because we're either laughing or the dog's barking or or Dan's yelling tacos. Or Dan I didn't do that. Or, I don't know where what, that rumor comes from. Oh, I went much better, didn't I? And I go though with the wind goes rushing across the. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't step on you too bad tonight. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Spencer. <laughs> yes, you did, Dan. Yeah, Anybody not. wants to get a point across, we've got to step on you at some Exactly. Time. It's like, let's get Dan talking. No, fuck that guy. Shut him up. <laughs> Interrupt him. Knock, knock. Who's interrupting Cat? Brian, what are you doing? There's one motherfucker on this show who wants to talk about pinball, and the rest of y'all just want to talk about. Can we talk? No, we, no, can't. we can't. What are we talking about now? We're uh, talking about how we're waiting oh, for you so we can end the show. Get a closer with that. That's what I said. I said, fuck Brian. That's what I said, too. <laughs> All right. Brian's back. Alex is still Guess away. Just back. barely. Back again. still away. Just barely. Brian's back. All right. Tonight's show, like every episode, 
has been produced and engineered by Bud the Dog. Producer Bud in the house. This has oh. been episode two. Oh, you're a good boy, Bud. Pinball podcast. Say it with me, boys and girls. Play I pinball. Keep, keep America, America strong. strong. Impeach Trump. <laughs>